my people, what up though? Welcome to the very first edition, the very first episode of All Black Men Need Therapy Podcast. I am a co-host. I'm the host. He just a sidekick. My name is Chief. <laughs> I'm Bell, and he don't run shit around here. Y'all, y'all soon find out. So, a couple of weeks ago, me and the homie just had a conversation, and it went. We went down a rabbit hole of intellect because we are very intellectual, might I add. But uh, we we had we had a conversation, and I'm like, yo, that's some stuff people need to hear. And it was wrapped around black men needing therapy. So, we'll get into that in a minute. But before we do, we're going to give you a few reasons why we started the podcast or why we did this. I think I might just explain why we did this, but either way. He definitely did. So, basically, he helped my <laughs> co-host out because clearly he's struggling. Um, we, uh, we we had a conversation and and what what, what was happening was... We were talking about things that was happening between us and or in our upbringing that we didn't necessarily label as trauma. And we learned we labeled it as some of the things, quite frankly, as a badge of honor. You know, like, right. well, this that's happened true. and I powered through it. Like, but yeah, but that's a traumatic experience. Right. And, so, and you probably still carry that with you. Right. So that's how it all started. And it was a long conversation and. Uh, Chief was just like, man, we need to do something with this. And full transparency, we had no intentions to start this soon. Um, but given the current events, we felt it was necessary to start a conversation. Right. And as black people and people in general are bonding and, and becoming closer all throughout the country, we thought it was imperative to create an outlet for black men to speak and express themselves because way too often we're not as vulnerable as we should be if at all most of us don't speak most of us don't go to therapy like when I, we had the kind of the initial conversation I'm like yo like you are my therapy my homies my immediates are my therapy immediate you want to break it down we'll get back to that <laughs> we'll get back to that so first of all let's talk about what we're not about to do okay so what we what we are not is we are not therapists we are not licensed clinicians. We don't do none of that. Nah. Nope. And um, it's also important to note, we're not rappers. All right? So, that's, I only say that to say, you know, we we ain't coming from a from a, uh, an established platform. It's just two guys having a conversation. And I, and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but um, I think it's important. Huh? Tongue-in-cheek. What does that even mean? Look it up. I ain't got time. <laughs> Part of the reason that we were going to... We were waiting to, to, to start it. We wanted to get all this research together. We wanted to get everything together so we can hit you guys with all kinds of facts and everything like that. Speaking but that. but a very good friend of ours, um, Leslie Butterfly Soul Taylor, let us know. Shout out to Butter. Um, he's like, man, y'all got all the research I need. And then when he said that, it, it resonated with me because, like, you don't. I don't give a damn what the statistics are, right? You can't. I was just about to look up statistics, and we're not doing that right now. We'll get back to y'all on that next. No, episode. he's going off script. <laughs> see, no. What I'm saying is like we we're talking to the the, the, the normal, or I should say, the everyday black man, right? That has had their fair share. We're talking to the everyday black man that is a statistic. How about that, right? And that's, and that's all of us in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Right. So we're talking about stuff that we we've experienced that. If I was a betting man, I would bet that you have too. And um, and even if you haven't, you can listen to this conversation. Um, 
and potentially can help you get uh, a better understanding of of uh, some of the some of the uh, the traumas that we experience and don't don't label as traumas. Now that being said, listen, I want everybody in the world to listen to this. That's my goal. However, what we're not gonna do, we're not gonna black explain, no. right? Like we're not doing that, guys. Like we're going to talk to you about our experience. You want more context? There's gonna be a lot of research you're gonna to have to do on your own. But right. this is for the people who are looking to gain a better understanding of current events, um, looking to gain a better understanding of of, of self-induced trauma, and via the perspective of black men. Right, right. So I'm not speaking for I'm speaking for me and Chief. Word. That's it, right? And I know for a fact that a lot of people will be able to relate, given we all look the same, right? So <laughs> at least to them we do. That's Who a whole. Them? That could be a whole, whole another episode. <laughs> what? Speaking of that, as you were watching, if you feel the need to interject in some way, shape, form, or fashion, feel free to email us at allblackmenneedtherapy at gmail.com. Shoot us your questions, your your thoughts, your comments, what you think of the good topic will be all of the above. We're going to say that again at the end of the episode, but why not throw it in there right now? Allblackmenneedtherapy at gmail.com. We just, just started our Instagram page, so bear with us, follow us, and, and let's make it happen from there. Yeah, I ain't never had an Instagram page for the record. Um, so that's who we're not. Um, who we are, all right? Uh, which always, is probably, always the hard part. Right, which is probably more important than who we're not. Um, who we are is we're unapologetically black, right? Mama black, daddy black. Well, <laughs> <laughs> at least mine are. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. that. That's a whole other conversation. I, I got a little too. island in me, y'all, but we'll get, that's, another, that's another conversation. Uh, but still black topic. nonetheless. Word. Um, we're both proud that's fathers. <laughs> um, so y'all see my shirt? I, don't, I can't, you know what I mean? It says Five Thor, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Most people are going to be listening to this, so I would yeah, imagine they can't see But I mean, see people shirt. in the video can see it. Right. It says, like a dad, just way mightier. See also, handsome, exceptional. We take pride in, in, in being a father. I, I tell everybody all the time, that's the, the greatest part of who I am is being a father. So, note that. Put that on a sticky and put it on the refrigerator. I, being a father is the best part of who I am. People ask me all the time, like, how are your kids? And my response is always, they're amazing humans. Like, they're really good people. And that's what's most important to me. Um, also, you know, like I said, we're not Rose Scholars. We're not doctors. We're not clinicians. We're not internet. But I'm we went to college. I'm smart as fuck. Yeah, we went to college. <laughs> Uh, he's probably a little smarter than he gives himself credit for. Or, excuse me, I take that no, back. See, he said himself. it right. Don't let him take it away now. He's not as smart as he gives himself credit for. Is <laughs> what I'm about to say. That's not true at all. Um, Wild intelligent. But um, but yeah, we went to college. We uh, were fortunate to to both uh, go to college on um, four athletic scholarships, and because uh, we had no money, right? Which that that's a whole another episode. But um, but yeah, uh, we both started our careers in the school system. And uh, Chief is still in the school system. I'll let him tell you what he does. But uh, we both started in the school system, coaching the youth, uh, impacting the youth, and I, and I loved it. Um, still my favorite job to this day. But I took another path, and I am now in corporate America. And uh, I I'm, call it corporate sales is what I do. Um, yeah, and that's who I am. And that's dope, too. We talked about the other day how we need to get men from corporate America into these inner city schools because kids aren't privy to that. You know, they know, you know, around where we're from, the, the dope boy and the CNA is the power couple. You know what I'm saying? So kids don't know what 
that corporate America looks like. They haven't had that conversation. No one comes into school with and it's from corporate America, so I'm gonna get them down to the school to talk to the kids just to get them looking outside of the, looking and thinking outside of the box. Um, I've been a dean of students at a high school for 16 of them things now. So, old AF. It's a it's a it's an extreme extreme passion of mine. Just building with kids. I'm take I'm, I'm with y'all badass kids all day long. But I, I love what I do. I love the impact I'm able to have. I've been out of work for three months now, or two months now with the COVID. Um, yeah, he had COVID, y'all. <laughs> Shut up. I probably did. Wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I ain't been sick in 20 years. Word up. Um, but shout out to, to everybody and a special prayer to everybody who's, who's having to deal with that and go through that because, you know, we, we know it's not easy. I just lost an aunt uh, two days ago, actually, and uh, she had the COVID. And, you know, it, it's tough on the family. We're we, we going through it right now, so prayers and shout outs to everyone going through it definitely 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 now so the million dollar question we made a bold statement right not only did we make a statement we decided to title our show with this statement so we doubled down um million dollar question why do all black men need therapy right we unfortunately don't have enough time to give you all of that right now but what we're going to do the way we're going to frame the show up uh guys is we're going to break it down topic by topic right and if you have encountered a black man are a black man you know that there is no shortage of topics right sure. no shortage of topics so also let me address the uh the interesting dynamic that we have so chief doesn't go to therapy right even though he's part of a show that says all black men need therapy as previously stated my therapy comes from my immediates, the homies. Like, we have a tight crew, immediate. So, people have friends, people have associates, and then you have your immediate partners, your homies. These dudes are like blood to me, and I trust them with my life. I trust them with the life of my kids. And there's no if ands, or buts about it. If ever I'm in need, I call one of them and consider it done. It's never a question asked. We've been boys for most of our lives. And I was just telling the homie Dwayne, who's, who's, who's filming us right now, that... Shout we out Dwayne Backus. Shout out Dwayne Backus. What's it? What's it called? Oh, Dougie, Dougie, Dougie D Entertainment. Dougie D Entertainment. Look him up. Um, but I was just telling him how we've been friends for ever and got into one serious, like, legit argument, and it was <laughs> over a game of basketball. We was in the gym hooping and was ready to fight one time in like twenty plus years. So, I don't remember that. You don't remember, at the high. We was at the high. Me, you, and us was getting it in at the high. We was we played Who, rebound. Me, me and you was beefing. I won. All of us. It was tight. Remember? I, I won. By the way, note it. Put it in the book because they're both way better basketball players than I am. I put it on record. I'll say it. Whatever. Anyways, I won the game of rebound. You know what time Hold I think that. about? What's that? When I was ready to go upside your head. <laughs> now, we, see, that's different. You was probably mad at me, but I didn't give a damn. Right. Much. No. Right. Right. When uh, <laughs> we was coaching the Red and Gold scrimmage game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I do. Remember I that. was. I was so, ready and all this shit. So we bro. were coaches at the high school, and we had to draft players and pick teams for the for the spring game. And I think I won, by the way, for the record. Again, I think you did man. Again, you know I think what I mean? you did. Would you explain why I was a Can you cut that into the, to the thing right there? Right after that, I'm do was win, 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 no matter what. I'm about to put hands and feet on you in the middle of the field. Long story short, it's a lot of long, it's a it's, it's the relationship has a lot of longevity and no tension, no trauma. My boys, my immediates will tell me like it is, they'll keep it real despite how I'm feeling. I've gone through some adversity in my life and they have been the cornerstone of get of pulling me through that. 
And um, I love them with everything that I got. So this is a genuine friendship. This isn't just two guys who thought it'd be cool to create a podcast. Like we 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 get down like four flats on a Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's a fact. And um, so so what I was saying is he he doesn't go to therapy. He uses, he uses utilizes his immediates as the um the therapeutic refuge he he seeks. And I personally do go to therapy. I've been going to therapy now for some years. Um, I'm actually uh looking to, to, to tap into a different part, so I'm going to be seeking out a different therapist. But um, I, and I, I can't even take credit for it, my wife is the one who suggested it, and that's how it all started. But, um, so this, the, 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 there's, 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 this show is for those who feel comfortable seeing a professional, and this is also to let others know that, hey, there's an, there is another avenue. There is another um, place where you can you can either hear uh, scenarios and, and 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 challenges that you may have faced and how to potentially get through them or at minimum uh, deal with those feelings because that's that's a whole another ball of wax. But the other challenge is too, guys, is the reason for therapy in any form is a release, right? Because if you're not, we we know you know how it all works, right? Two pressure bus pipes, we've all heard that that saying. And that's the challenge. It's like we wear a lot on our shoulders and unfortunately slash fortunately, we're typically the ones to bear all the trauma, right? Whether it be family trauma as a head of household or as as the man, the protector. We did we bring on we bring on all that all that stress and then a lot of times we, we're not taught to um, deal with it or how to deal with it. And then more often than not, not always, but more often than not, it shows up in anger or shows up as anger. So, and then we get labeled the angry black man. Exactly. So, yeah. I I mean, it's funny you mention that because two days ago, I, my cousin Nikki and I had to be the ones to tell my grandmother she lost her second child. I don't know if you guys, for most of us, Big Mama is... The most kind woman you could ever see, you could ever, you would ever meet. So kind, so polite. You, know, you couldn't imagine any harm coming her way. And when I say the scream she let out, the look on her face, what she said was it. It was probably to the, and I've gone through some stuff, and it was probably one of the hardest things I had to do. I promise myself I wouldn't get all choked up on this, and, I, and I'm and I'm a, and I'm a hold to it. But even then, right there, me saying that right there is a testament of how black men have been accustomed. Yeah. To just to cover it up, to suppress feelings. those yeah. those feelings and not let it out. And I'm 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 telling you I'm not about to get emotional in a podcast where I'm the intent is to, I guess, respectively get emotional and let you guys know it's okay. So we're also going to be a voice for those who, who don't want to go to therapy, who may not have those friends that they can seek counseling. We're gonna to try to t- touch on topics and, and, and harp on things that that may relate to you and Again, a big thing about what I do outside of my daily profession, I'm I'm a, I'm a professional spoken word artist. I guess I don't know when you become a professional, but I've gone. I was, I was just about to tackle that one. I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm professional. I've been on TV. I've been flown overseas to perform and whatnot. So it's a professional. Nevertheless, um, I'm a oh, poet. Po- poet laureate. Ash. So I'm also the poet laureate of the city of New Britain, Connecticut. Yes, two two years or four years now, four consecutive years now, back to back. You gotta get elected for that. How that elected work? back to back. Back to back. You want me to run your campaign next, <laughs> nah, next time around? No, nah, I'm good. I, I didn't need you the first two times. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, what I'm asking now. <laughs> You're so, not picking up what I'm putting down. Never, nevertheless, um, I do a lot of writing on, on current events and so on and so forth, but writing has been a way for me to, 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 to get some therapy out and get some things in. But 
poetry has been has been something that's really been beneficial in, in who I am and, and, and how I operate and how I function and how I release. So yeah. another way, you know, to just to get things out. So I'm probably going to end up writing something regarding this most recent event with the COVID in my heart. Yeah, and at the end of the day, guys, whether it's us, whether it's a therapist, whether it's your your immediates, whether it's going for a job, going, you know, what I all all the premise of this show is to find that release, right? And and if we can be a release for one person, then this show is a wild success in my in my view. But to tackle this even further, like why all black men need therapy. Uh, I don't know if y'all have ever watched that show, uh, Black AF on Netflix, um, with Kenya Barris. He's the... Uh, Shout out to Kenya. Yeah, that dude is amazing. But uh, he, he is the uh, former executive producer for Top Model. He also wrote Blackish, uh, Mixedish, and it's Ronish. 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 Yep. And uh, uh, Black AF is a depiction of his life, his family, right? He has a gang of kids. It's either five or six or something like that. Anyway, I personally like the show. I know it's gotten a lot of mixed reviews. Did you watch it yet? I have. Okay. Yeah, I personally like the show. Anyway, uh, the in every episode when you watch it, um, like the first episode, it gives like a synopsis of like the premise of the show, and it's like because of slavery. And then every episode thereafter, it it, it weaves in somehow how this all relates back to slavery, and. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, guys. Like, that's a that's true, right? Like, if you if you do your history, if uh, if you just look at, I mean, your own family tree. Forget about Black history, right? Forget about you know, uh, 1860 and and the slave trade and all of that. Forget about all of that, right? If you just go back and look at your family history, right, and you look at some of the things that perpetuate generation after generation and then you go back to the origin of where it came from right because of slavery it's be, it all it all stems <laughs> back to slavery right I, I tell a quick story like that will break this down for people who think that um it's no possible way that this thing can, can be generational or um I'll, 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 the example i'm going to give you may be able to relate to in your in your personal life so he about to drop that knowledge so <laughs> there was this there was this uh this 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 mom and um side note shout out to all the fellas dealing with the corona the corona beards and hairdo my man's over here struggling he normally yeah, clean cut crazy <laughs> scruffy beard anyways that's, the moms go ahead. that's low key why I didn't want to film this but anyway um so it's it's a mother and um and every Thanksgiving dinner she uh she makes a turkey so she she makes the turkey you know all the sides all the fixings everything like that kids love the turkey so after a couple of years the kids are like Mom, why do you always cut the wings off of the turkey before you cook it? And um, she's like, well, that's, why, that's how Grandma made it. So that's how I cook my turkeys. And he's like, okay, but why did Grandma cut the wings off of the turkey? And she's like, huh, I don't know. I just always did it like that. So she calls her mom one day, and she's like, Mom, why did you always cut the wings off the turkey for Thanksgiving dinner? And she says, oh, that's because the turkey I always got never fit inside the pan. So I had to cut the wings off. So meanwhile, this mom is cutting the wings off for no apparent reason because the, the pan she had was big enough. But she was doing it because that's what she was taught. Right. There wasn't any um, like any uh, definition as to why. Like, hey, here's explicitly why I'm cutting these wings off. It was a learned behavior. 
right? So that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of things that happen in our lives that we don't identify as some of these ill learned behaviors. We more often than not, because we're dope as fuck, just in case y'all wasn't wasn't sure, we turn these into success or we turn these into milestones or we or we turn these into um, adversity that we had to overcome, which then propels us into ne to the next thing. But the challenge is sometimes we don't realize that this isn't normal, right? Normal by outside of black culture. And it's, and it's, it's bugged out because when we were having the initial conversation, one of the topics that came up was just single parenthood. Growing up in a single parent household, like for me, it was just something that everybody around me did. But to someone else, that shit is traumatic. Like it weighs on people and carry. And honestly speaking, I, I think I, I've just I've, I've recognized my um my daddy issues. Like I, I have severe daddy. He just issues. met his dad dad two weeks ago. Just so y'all know, <laughs> it wasn't two weeks ago. It was ten years ago. But I will give you the story. And, and and I'm actually writing this piece now. But so I met my dad uh, ten years ago. Grown man I am, and you know I was always taught honor thy mother, thy father. Asking my father, you know how. Why weren't you around? I made him dinner. We had a conversation. And in so many words, the man said, I wasn't around because I told your mother not to have you. Damn. Now, how am I supposed to respond to that? Tell me that's not traumatic. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and even then, as a grown man, I'm like, there's nothing really much he can do for me now in terms of how I live my life. He was going to teach me how to ride a bike and so on and so forth. Like, that's just my perspective of it now. But, I mean, I have children of my own, and, and they're actually, they're like really good humans. But, again... I notice this even in my poetry, like everything that I write has a speckle of my daddy wasn't there in it. Everything. And, I, and I've, I've assessed this recently and it's just like, as much as I don't harp on it and don't think it affects my life, it destroys me. Like my mission in life is to become the best father I can be because I didn't have one. You know what I'm saying? And my kids absolutely adore me and it, it truly is the best part of who I am, but it stems from a place of trauma. See, that's the thing. Chief, like you are fortunate to to have been around the world, as you mentioned, um, had a formal education, uh, been exposed to a lot of things, and you've found poetry as a way to release, right? What if you don't, though, right? Like, what if you don't have that release? And then what if, as you get older, it now it's starting to show up in other things, but you don't have a way to, one, recognize it, right? Like, understanding that this is a challenge, right? Growing up, in a fatherless home is traumatic. I don't care what word game you try to play with me, it's traumatic, right? And now it obviously impacts people different ways. And growing up in a single parent household does not mean that you're not gonna be successful, does not mean you can't be all you can be. But it is, it does weigh on you, right? You're not like your other, well, that's the other thing is another way, another reason why we can't identify sometimes that things are traumatic is because we look around and it, we all look the same, right? right. We're broke. I'm broke. Well, you broke too. So I guess that's normal, right? So speaking of, mentioning that, so broke. The, the first time I realized I was, I was struggling. I was like 13 years old. So even to, the, to this day, I have an issue with like eating meat off the bone, like eating chicken, like a chicken wing. So younger, being younger, I would take a bite, put the leave it on the plate. And my mom would always bark at me like, you ain't eating all your food, blah, blah, blah. So one day, I remember, I'll never forget this shit. Like I see my mom laying on the bed, the little TV with the hanger on top. She's watching The Love Connection, Chuck Woolery. Word up. Can you understand how old he is? Word. So, she's watching The Love Connection, right? And she made it, my, me and brother some, some chicken and something else. And she's like, bring me your plate when you're done. So I'm like, damn, I'm not trying to get my ass whooped. So I need to clean this plate. So I sat at the table for an extra 20 minutes making sure the, the 
I, I clean the chicken. I'm ready to bring her my plate. I'm proud as ever. I open, I, I still see the image. The door slightly cracked. She's on the bed. I walk in the room and I get ready to show her my plate so she'd be proud of me that I, you know, finished my plate. And the look on her face, her face just dropped. She was like, oh, you ate it all? And I was like, yeah, why? She was like, because I was going to eat what's left over. Like moms, was, moms made sure me and my brothers ate, but was going to eat our scraps. Was going to eat the scraps just to make sure that, you know, that we had something in our stomach. And that's a sacrifice that parents had to make. At that point, I knew we weren't, we weren't, you know, as rich as, or as I thought we were. But she kept us in nice clothes. You know, we kept up with the Jones. I had my Jordans. I, I hung out with, you know, the cool kids or whatever. So I didn't get teased and picked on about certain things. I mean, we might have had minimal clothing, but it was, it was fly. And I didn't realize we were, like, really, really poor. Yeah, and that and that's the thing too. It's like when we do realize it, we think it's just an isolated incident. Like, oh, those are just black folks' problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, these is just this is just my where I live, my my little neighborhood that I live in. This is this is this is how it is everywhere. But and this isn't to say that all white men don't need therapy or all people don't need therapy. Yeah, I'm not doing that with you right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing but that. Just to say, this is this is part of the reason why. Us black men. Black men need therapy because because black men are dying, right? Like well, black that's, that's black men are marginalized in society. Like that's the next episode. There, there, there's so much stuff. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That wasn't an all lives matter type thing. I just did. That wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't what it, what that was just now. I'm just harping on the fact that you know we we respect and understand everything outside of our culture, but we thoroughly embrace who we are as black men. Yeah, and the thing is, guys, like. We can, we can, we're, this episode is to give you the premise of the show, right? These are just some of the topics that we, we're, we're going to discuss that affect, um, or negatively impact the, the black community, right? Man, male, female, and other, because whether you grew up in 90210 or you grew up on the south side of Chicago, the constant is you're black, right? I had, I had a conversation with, uh, uh, one of my, my my old bosses, and uh, and and he he's trying to understand what's going on right now, and it was a good conversation. And uh, he was drawn. I don't want to say drawing a comparison because he wasn't trying to draw a comparison. But he, what he what he was saying is, he's like, not that I can. I don't understand what you guys are going through at all. However, the only thing that I can compare this to is. Um, Apparently, when he was in high school, uh, his dad had got into it with, with one of the town guys, and the town guy was connected to the cops. And basically, long story short, my old boss, he would get pulled over every time he went anywhere. Like, didn't matter what. And um, and he, you know, obviously was frustrated. And we, he, he spoke about that. He's like, that's the only thing that I can say, that I, the only time that I felt like I was being oppressed, basically. And I said, yeah. I said, but you know what the biggest difference is? With that situation, and again, not that he was trying to compare the two. I said the biggest difference is if you moved out of that town, your problems would stop. Right? We move out of our town. They didn't stop. We still black. We still black. Right? So that's 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 the constant, right? You know, whether how old no matter how old you are, I can I can tell you with almost a hundred percent certainty the level of whether it be racism, um, 
whether it be uh, some form of marginalization that you're going to experience in your lifetime. And again, I may not be able to give you specific examples, but I can tell you based on experience what you're probably going to encounter no matter what corner of the earth you live on. Um, so that was a... Uh, that was uh that was one thing that I wanted to make sure that we 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 made a point of saying is like we're not going to touch everybody. Like please hear us clear. But those We don't who, really give a damn about all that though either. Like I'm No, not, we don't. We don't. Like and maybe I'm over explaining. No, maybe no, I don't but I get to. what you're saying, but like, you know, it's 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 a, a happy meeting for everybody. We can't please everybody and someone's always got something to say. We could have given the most profound uh podcast episode to someone else and I was like, yo, that was whack. You know what I'm saying? You can't please everybody. This isn't for everybody. However, right. those who are black men interested in expressing themselves or hearing other black men express themselves to possibly inspire them to speak up, to even just tune in, support us. I'm not sure what the the, the message or the methodology behind this all is, but we know I'm I knew based on the conversation I had with my best friend that people needed to hear it. And and the other thing that I mentioned to Chief too in doing this, like I hope everybody who listens to this can pull something from it. It can be therapeutic for you. It is therapeutic for us, right? So as much as I'm having a conversation with you all, I'm having a conversation with myself and with my partner, right? So it's like I can't lose, right, no matter what happens because this is going to be because, as he told you, I'm his therapist, right? He don't go to see no professional. <laughs> so I'm trying to help this dude out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So y'all help I'm me like out. I'm like with that song. He's um, my homie. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I bring my issues to him. I'm not going to label him my therapist. I'm going to say I get therapy from talking to my friends. I'm not calling you my therapist. Am I your friend? You are my friend. Do you get therapy from home? <laughs> you see, this is what we I'm do. I'm your therapist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cut the check. Oh. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, so, with that being said, like, just the dynamics of how we we operate as men. We're competitive in every aspect of it all, but we have to be more, dedic more dedi dedicated to catering our language and i say that because when i see him like I, when we talk to others like yo what's goody what up man or, yo what it do partner ain't the ain't shit and that's it it's never yo how you feeling right even if they're what up kid how you doing i'm cool that's always the response it's never the it's, the language is just different and, and as as black men i think we should take the opportunity to choose specific language that can get a desired response to perhaps open the door for I, I don't want to say emotional or vulnerable conversation. I guess I can why, do that Why term. wouldn't you want to say it, though? No, I it's mean, true. That, like, that's, I was getting ready to say uh, message. But, <laughs> right, um, right. But no, it's true, man. Like, here's a challenge. Um, gift and a curse. Uh, we're very prideful as a people, period. As a, as a people, yeah. As sure. a people. We're very prideful as a people. And as a result, we tend not to discuss some of our, 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 our insecurities, right? Some of our vulnerabilities. I was listening to this interview with Jay-Z and, um, again, this is why I probably should have done more research. But anyway, it was with, it was with, uh, the dude that hosts Dateline, the black dude, uh, Lester something. Um, and man, he was talking, well, you know, one, Jay-Z don't do interviews. Um, but he was talking and he said, man, black, and I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, black men are, we are so prideful that our little insecurities that we harbor or that we experience, we don't we, we protect them with our life because we don't want to be exposed, right? Like if you and he was speaking specifically for his upbringing in Marcy Projects, right? Which is you know the the jungle, right? So he's look he what he said that was so profound to me. He said, man, we guard our insecurities so closely 
that if somebody's staring at us, right? We've all been in these situations to some degree. If somebody's staring at us, our first instinct is, what you looking at, right? And it's like, and then at that moment, you're willing to die over somebody staring at you because for one reason or another, you feel like they can peek into your vulnerability and your insecurities. So you're willing to protect that from getting out. Right. So that was when he said that, I'm like, man, that is crazy. And uh, I remember this white dude at my office. He's, he's actually one of my really, really good friends. I shouldn't even label him as a white dude at my office because that's that's not fair to him. He's a really good friend of mine. Uh, came to my wedding and everything. He asked me one day, we had a client lunch, a client left, or we might have been there earlier. Yes, I absolutely dominated the best man's speech at the wedding. Me and my man also dominated it. Continue. Um, they did a pretty <laughs> good job. Um he asked me one day, and he probably won't even remember this conversation. He's like, hey, man, why, he's like, like why, why black people, he's like, why black people are always ready to fight? You should have slapped his ass. No, that's, he's my guy. He, it was like a real question. It was a serious <laughs> question. Like, he, he's like, man, why black people are always ready to fight over, like, the littlest things? And, um, and I'm like, damn. Like, he's right. Like, I, I was about to whoop your ass a number of times. <laughs> so I'm like, man, we are always ready to fight. And uh, I mean, I, what I told him, I was like, we're just prideful, man. And then and, and Nipsey, God rest the dead, he said uh, in one of his uh, interludes, um, we have to adjust how we handle and respond to disrespect. Right? Sure. But I think, again, again, like if you go back, like this is learned behavior, Right? When you keep your, I'm not going to use that reference. When you when you keep your thumb on somebody for so long, it you build you you build up this armor, right? And you're not gonna you're not gonna let nobody do it if you have control, since it's been done outside of your control for so much for so long, rather. So the minute that you got an opportunity to handle it or to control it, and this is my opinion, right? I'll speak for myself. I've been in my fair share of fights. And I know a lot of it stemmed from um, you're trying me, you're trying to disrespect me, you 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 you're trying to make me look bad, you're trying to paint me in a picture that I'm not. So I got to prove to you how I'm going to do it. But like I said, right, and we said at the opening, when you, one of the premises of the the premise of the show is if you don't deal with some of this trauma, it will deal with you. And 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 that's crazy you mentioned that because. I we recently started a, a, a chat with my with a bunch of my college teammates. It's like fifty of us in there. And we got a separate group with, with just the homies or whatever. And I didn't realize a separate group with the homies is the black people on the team. That's why <laughs> I didn't realize that I have like I've back in college I had like the the angry man stereotype. Like I was I was the dude yeah, like me too. dude That's still crazy. to this day. I'm like, yo, was I really that like I had a legit conversation with the guys in the chat like yo was I really that angry? Because I I believe I'm like completely reformed now in a sense where when that dude is staring at me, I know how to say, yo what's up? Everything good? Like you know, in a in a manner where it, it invites conversation rather than confrontation. You know what I'm saying? So it was surprising to me that the fellas viewed me, and these are, these are my guys. I, I expect them to be honest with me, and they they viewed me as like the angry dude. And I'm sitting back, like, was I really like that bad? Like when something happened in the chat, you know, something, they said something. Watch Chief, watch how he responded. I'm like, nah, I, I'm not doing that anymore. I guess I didn't realize that I was the angry dude. I, I just you know, I didn't know. So if we don't know, then how can we address these traumas? Right. And, I, and being with my guys, like, 
again, we're not afraid to check one another. And even if that leads to a, a I can't say confrontation, we don't really argue. We have enough respect for one another where, where that negative information or that, you know, that questionable, uncomfortable information is received in a way to where he wouldn't say it if, if it didn't need adjustment, if I need to look into it. So we check each other if if we don't do it ourselves in terms of, you know, mirror talk. I, I, I tell people all the time, I'm in the mirror constantly just reflecting on, not literally, but reflecting on who I am and how I go. And, and, it's, and it comes from any situation, even things that have gone good. I'm like, how could I have made that better? I'm constantly self-assessing. I think the issue with a lot of us is we don't self-assess enough. And if we do, we recognize it and are either fail to admit or fail to acknowledge it, accept it, and, and, and improve upon it, or just completely ignore it. Yeah, and and another reason that happens is one we feel like because I I fell victim to it. Like I remember telling somebody one day, "Well, who I, who I am has gotten me this far," and and the response that I received was, "That's awesome, but how are you gonna get any further?" Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if we don't grow, we don't we don't assess to Chief's point. Our challenges and deal with them. In fact, we we won't be better, right? And we can't get better. And if we can't get better, then we can't grow as a people. So um, that's that's the premise. Like that's the show, guys. Like that's that's what we're here to do. Have some honest conversations. Um, more often than not, it's going to be shit we dealt with that week, right? Or right, or, or right. stuff that's that's happening, current events and things like that. But um, I think, and and another sidebar. It's like this is my contribution, right? I'm not I'm not an activist. Like that's not what I do. Like I'll fund some stuff, but I'm not I'm not gonna be out there marching. It's just not my personality. Like I love it. I love seeing the protests. I love doing all of that stuff, but it's not my personality, right? But this is more my speed, right? Sitting down, talking, having some honest conversations. Um I've been able to to come out of my environment and do some great things and I'm by no means am I done yet, but I, I feel what I've experienced, what I've gone through, and what Chief, and same for Chief, somebody will be able to benefit from that information. So, you know, somebody told me a long time ago, like, why are you hoarding information, right? Like, and a lot of times, which this will be a whole another episode, a lot of times we suppress our greatness, right? And and that's because of slavery, but again, that's, that's a whole <laughs> but other that's, episode. We that's had that fact, conversation though. just the other day, too, how yeah. we tend to suppress our, I don't know if, you, if you've noticed it, but... We didn't give you very much on our backgrounds per se and the things we've accomplished. Like we've done some pretty cool shit. Like we've been both of us, conveniently and ironically enough, were recognized as two of the top one hundred most influential black men in New England. Got the I got to get, you know what I mean, uh suit and tied up with my homie, the bow tie, we looked sharp as ever and got awarded in the ceremony, you know what I'm saying? And that was that was a beautiful thing and and it's just we tend to suppress our accomplishment. I'm, I'm saying that because I'm, I'm bragging on my guy right now, not necessarily myself, but like he was acknowledged at, at the same time as I was. And we don't, I don't think, have, I mean, like outside of the people who knew in that moment, your wife and your moms, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm going to get my phone. I'm going to read you. I'm going to find it. Talk. I'm going to find it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what he's saying is we, we, we suppress our greatness a lot and 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 I can unpack that in another episode. Like I'll unpack it for myself because um that is a real thing, guys. Like that is a real thing. And uh and I know once I 
started, in, in my opinion, right, like it's all relative, so hear me clear, but once I started doing some things that I deemed as, you know, pretty positive and, and pushing the envelope forward and, and getting my family out, out of, a, um, or putting my, excuse me, putting my family, family in a better situation, I didn't, I didn't like talking about it. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want people to necessarily know, and I just wanted to just keep moving and keep moving, and and again, that that is, and again for me, that's formed from a place of trauma, right? And I'll and I'll and I'll unpack that trauma, but that's what we're going to be talking about on the show. All these nuances, all these things that we do, that we think that it's just how we are. But I need everybody to understand is like we didn't show up like this, right? We were right. we were made into this based give on you a little background of where we come from. So again, the night we're preparing to go to the show, his mom sends him a text. I saved it, I don't know if you remember it. Nah, it says, I'm so sorry that we couldn't be there tonight for this wonderful event honoring you. I would have never thought that the little eight year old nigga that was stealing bicycles would have accomplished so much. <laughs> but seriously, we're extremely proud of you and love you very much. Like, but that's the, you know, that's the type of life we, like, we had, you know, we have that story past of all the stuff that the stereotypical inner city kids have, the poor, right. the poor, the bus, the city bus, the boys and girls club, all, the whole nine yards, man. Right, and right, right. To, to have gotten to a place where we are now, again, this is, for this, although, although I perform on stages internationally all across the country, the podcast is something new to the both of us. Shameless plug. So this is a, <laughs> so this is, this is something new that we're trying to, we're, we're, Placing ourselves in the midst of discomfort in order to expose a little bit of vulnerability, invite people to join us in that, and hopefully inspire someone. You know what's so crazy is, you see how uncomfortable he was even, with, he was uncomfortable saying the word vulnerability? Like we, damn being vulnerable, right? We have trouble even saying the word vulnerability, right? He used two adjectives to describe vulnerability and then said, damn, I can't use it anymore. I got to say vulnerability, right? <laughs> Like and, and, and I'm sure he didn't even realize he was doing that. But that's that's my point, guys. Like it's like like you know what? Bottom line, right? We want you to join us on our journey as we unpack our shit, right? In front of I hope the world, but you know, at world. least at least six of y'all listening. <laughs> <laughs> at least seven. At least um, seven. You know, with, with with the hope to convey the genuine love that we have for one another and encourage you to do the same, right? I mean like you know, the old saying, "Each one teach one." So each one teach one. I, I've I've had some things I've gotten through, and, and I'll share with you some of the best practices. I'll share with you how I've identified it, and and trust me, and, and believe me, these will not be the last things I, I I experience. This will not be the last bit of trauma I unpack. It's going to be a whole bunch of shit that I'm unpacking in front of you all. You know, and that's another thing. It's like we didn't reconcile reconcile some of these feelings alone yet and we're doing it in front of y'all and right. and again it's just a, the next level of vulnerability that we're telling you that you can get to and right. and, and we're hoping to inspire some of you to to do the same so and come on this journey be prepared for some snot bubbles or whatever man i was i can't remember it was a podcast or it was something i was watching the day and it said men are more likely to cry on camera than women because we don't have these type of outlets so when we get asked so difficult questions you know, we haven't had have a chance to, to process through it, and we just, we, we put it all out right there. But women, most women have had those therapy circles or whatever, and they've gotten that stuff out. But because we haven't done so, when we're forced with, when we're forced to, to look at ourselves and look at the reality we've been through and answer these difficult questions, it can be overwhelmingly emotional. I am not, I am certain in my, from who I am, just with me being in tune with who I am and, and connected to my emotions, at some point, I'm probably going to shed a tear. 
just because that's just how I how I operate. He, He'll try to play tough and not do it. I'm, and first of all, I'm a thug. <laughs> First and foremost, let's get that out the way. No, uh, no, serious. This dog, Chief's definitely emotional. Um, he's in, he's by far more in tune with his emotions than any of our immediates. And I'm shout probably out to Austin Ty. yeah, definitely shout out to Austin Ty. Uh, I'm probably less in tune with my emotions, and and for good reason. It's like y'all don't want to see me cry on here. If I cry on here, I'm, I'm gonna have to walk off the set. Chief gonna have to finish the show by itself. Because once <laughs> I start crying, I can't stop, and that's probably because I don't cry enough. And again, that could be a whole episode in and of itself. Right. Why we ain't crying more? Right. But, um, because we because that's that's one of the cons of of black men or of yeah, therapy. We yeah, look at as we, we look at as soft and yeah. exposed. And, like, and I'm light skinned y'all. Y'all can't see me, but that's you know I've been being tried my whole life. So that that's a whole another conversation too. But uh, you know he's not a small man either. You know what I'm saying? Like they still try him because because he light skinned. Then then I got to show him. But anyway, I see. Um, I don't see them knock a few. Listen, listen. I mean, that's the thing. As intellectual. As we are, and as intelligent as you know, these degrees and whatever awards and accolades we've received, like please, like don't, like, don't try it. Like that is, like stop. Yeah. That's you gonna go into another episode. <laughs> let's, 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 let's stop. We already gave the right. bottom line. Look, we appreciate you guys joining us, joining us on our first show. This is the first of of many, many, many more shows to come. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. We in my basement right now, thugging it out. Thugging it out. We're going to be up on all platforms. we recording it now. We might even throw it up on YouTube for you guys to see us and, and listen to it that way. Please feel free to uh, comment on, on the video. Uh, throw some, uh, what's it called? Reviews. Reviews yeah. up under the joint. Um, hit us up. Uh, all Black Men Need Therapy at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at All Black Men Need Therapy. We're going to post some stuff up now. And uh, hope that you guys tune in. Tell a friend to tell a friend, man. Let us know what you want us to talk about. What you thought of the show, what we need. I know we, we, we're we going to provide more statistics next time and give you some facts and so on and so forth. But we wanted to open the door for what we we're going to talk about and hope that you guys will tune in and, and see what's going on. I believe we decided on PS, PTSD for the next one. Yes. Yes. Next next, next topic or episode two is uh, episode two is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And we will, we will and ain't neither one of us been in the war. Yeah. That's a whole uh, in Iraq at least or in, in, in military uniform. So. Right. Right. That's a whole other thing that, that we carry PTSD and, and may not even realize it. So And so do you, whether right. you realize it or not. Right. So with that being said, all black men need therapy at Gmail. Send us your thoughts. Um hug a black man today and tomorrow. We out. Later.